You found it. Your number one place for free English lessons on the internet. Learn American English with this guy. Don't forget to leave a five-star review if this podcast improves your English. And now, here's your host, this guy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If this is your first time here, my name is Brent. I am an English teacher in the United States, and this video is an actual lesson I did with my native English students. Now, this might go a little bit more quickly than you're used to, but we are going to be talking about the Latin and Greek root, ject. Latin and Greek roots are great to know if you're learning English because sometimes if you find a word that you don't know, but you know part of it, you know part of the Latin or Greek root, you'll be able to understand what that word is the very first time you see it. Behind me are a bunch of words with the Latin and Greek root you might have to watch this lesson a couple times because like I said, it goes quickly. But below in the description is a study guide for you with all of the words and all of the definitions. Do you see the word hypothermia? It's number 12 and it's actually rubbed off. You know that English phrasal verb? Part of it is missing. I think one of my students must have rubbed up against that word and taken some of the ink off the board. Yeah, this is a lesson about Latin and Greek roots in English, but we can't forget about those phrasal verbs. What's going on, everyone? Hope you're doing well. Thursday, today. Today, we are going to talk about some Latin and Greek root words. And the reason this is important is because if you know some Latin and Greek roots, when you get to words you don't know, you are able to guess at what those words mean a little better. So maybe if you have to take the SAT or you're taking a reading test or just in your everyday reading, if you know part of the word and you know the context clues around it, might be helpful. So let's take a look. And at the end, we'll have some words that just aren't related to uh, ject. Ject is the root word we'll be studying today. And it means to throw, to throw. So let's take a look at some of these words. They are also on the board. That really doesn't help us now, does it? So the first one right at the top here is dejected. Dejected. You can see that means to feel sad, to feel thrown down in spirit. If you look at that picture, there's clearly a sad face there with a tear. And here is a example sentence. Maybe one you'll see on the quiz. I don't know. After failing her math test, Rachel felt pretty dejected. You might hear the sad Charlie Brown music in the background. If you ever watch Arrested Development, that's a running theme there. Sad music playing when somebody gets dejected. Maybe somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with them. They would feel dejected. 
We're going to get to rejected soon, which is a little bit different. All right, the next one. This should not be too bad, right? Eject to throw out. And if I make that a little bigger, you can see that picture is something we don't even have anymore. That looks like a, well, actually it says a DVD drive. So I don't think DVDs even exist anymore, but I thought at first that was a floppy disk drive on a uh, computer. But yeah, um, eject, maybe you've heard of an eject button. If things go really badly with a pilot, they can eject out of an airplane. Back in the day, we had tapes, CDs, DVDs. Those things had to be ejected. Now, I don't know. Video games, maybe. I know you can download those right to the console, but maybe it takes up too much memory. So eject. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, like maybe a sporting event. Maybe there's a loud fan there. Maybe they've had too much to drink. They get ejected. They get thrown out. Hopefully that one's not too bad. A lot of these are going to be review, just so you can kind of remember ject has something to do with throw. So the next one is injection. That makes sense, right? Injection, it's a shot or throwing medicine into the body by a needle. And I know a lot of people, very common, fear of needles. We are going to be going over much later, phobias. Those are like extreme fear of something. That's a Latin and Greek root word that we'll talk about. But uh, some people do have an extreme fear of needles. I'm not a fan either. I don't mind getting a flu shot. I don't mind having things injected into me. I don't mind that as much. It's having things taken out of me. I don't like having blood drawn. A needle poke for an injection, it's really quick. But getting blood drawn, ugh, I don't even like to talk about it. Hemo, actually, hemo is something you might hear with uh, blood. But we'll discuss that one later. All right, the next one is jettison. Let me make that a little bit bigger. Jettison. That is to throw goods overboard to lighten the load on a boat or a plane. You can see that picture there. It looks like some goods are being thrown out of a plane. And I have a sentence here for you. Because the area was occupied, the army had to jettison in supplies. Sometimes after a natural disaster, maybe a hurricane, there's just too much water everywhere and a helicopter can't land. So they might have to jettison the supplies in. So they'll throw, they'll fly over the area, drop them hopefully in a safe place. Maybe they're waterproof, but, uh, Jettison, just like it, uh, the picture shows right there. The next one, projectile, an object thrown into the air with great force. So this looks like a, a person um, in the army, and they're definitely uh, throwing projectiles into the air. But uh, even in you know the classroom, geez, this is why I'm always so worried. Don't throw things. Don't throw things anything then they become projectiles but uh i think it's i think once you have children you become a parent you're just so concerned about eyes so i mean throwing a pencil come on those things that i think we talked about in some classes out a pencil i don't think you can see it but out a pencil 
I was dumb. I put a pencil in my pocket. I was, I was very busy. And uh, I put a pencil in my pocket and it was the lead side turned up and I went to grab it. It stuck in my, my, my uh, hand right here, the palm of my hand. And even to this day, I think, where is it? Oh, it's right there. There's a little, uh, there's a little gray spot still. And that was like 20 years ago. So you can imagine what that would do to an eye. Parents are very careful. You only have one eye. It's not like you can replace it. All right, projectiles. I think parents are just inherently worried about uh, things being thrown. I need to interrupt for a second because when I presented this lesson to my native English students, I forgot to mention projector. There's one right in the room though. It's right above me. And I often use a projector to project lessons onto that screen. All right, here we go. Reject. That is to throw something out because it is broken and can't be used again. So not that long ago, I got a, a new microphone. I thought for my um, computer at home, didn't work. I had to send it back. I rejected it. Basketball season starting up. University of Alabama, where I went to school. They're 3-0 and right now. They will find a way to lose. But that happens all the time in basketball, right? The shot goes up. Somebody rejects it. And we talked about the boyfriend and the girlfriend earlier. Oh, they don't even become your boyfriend or girlfriend yet. And then you ask them out and they say no. That is a rejection. So reject is the verb, something you do. But a rejection is a noun, a rejection. Maybe you got a, can you get a rejection letter? Maybe. If you don't, that's, that's a harsh term to use. But if you don't get a job, you might get a rejection letter. Reject. All right, now this one is a, a little bit tough, I think. Not tough, but we just use it in a couple different ways. So subject, subject. If you look, to throw oneself under someone else's rule. So this happens often with um, kings and queens. Not so much today, but in the past, the king and queen, their subjects were under them. They ruled over them. Sub. Anytime you see that, think under, like submarine. I believe we've actually talked about that one time. So sub means under. Substitute teacher. Like they're not the, the real teacher. They're just under that person filling in for a day or two or week, whatever. Maybe somebody's out on maternity leave, maternity, maternal, that's mother. Uh, maternity leave might be a longer sub there, but subject. How about this? In school, school's the whole thing, but you do have certain subjects like math and English and social studies and science subject. So it's not the main thing. It's a little bit under. It's, it makes up a part of something else. Or it could be under something. Ooh, subordinate. That's something we would say, like if there's a boss, the people that are under them are their subordinates. Trajectory. This is a good one. Trajectory. That is, I'll make it bigger. The curved path of an object thrown into space. How about that? She was on a good trajectory to graduate early. So it could be something literally thrown, like a projectile has a trajectory. 
and it might look something like that. Or it could be a path, not something that you can see, but maybe uh, an artist releases a song and it's got a good trajectory. It may go to number one on Spotify or something like that, but it's the path. Could be, could be down, could be up. So let's talk about that song that does really well on Spotify. After a few weeks, people may lose interest. The, traje the trajectory shows that it's going down. Hope that makes sense. Hope that makes sense. Uh, maybe my favorite one of the list. Make it a little bigger here. Notorious. And that is simply famous for something bad. Infamous. It's another good word to know. And I believe this is a very old picture of someone that you might not even know. But this guy, Justin Bieber. Yeah. At one time, I think, I think he's cleaned up his act. But at one time, I think he was known for uh, maybe partying a little too much. So he became notorious for a, a few bad things. Hitler, probably one of the most famous, infamous people. Hope we all can agree. Hitler was responsible for some really, really bad things. But everybody knows him. He was famous. Back in the day, can't remember what year it was, maybe 1929. He was Times, that's an old magazine, Times Man of the Year, Hitler. He's on the cover of Time Magazine, very famous magazine before the internet. And he was Man of the Year. Famous on the cover of a magazine, not for a good reason. And um, now I think they call it Person of the Year. I think COVID even got Times Person of the Year. And maybe they call it Thing of the Year in 2020. But it's basically the person used to be just a person that made news, the most news of that year. Hitler, infamous. Um, so many, shh, Jeffrey Dahmer. He's been in the news a lot lately, right? That dude is famous for basically only one reason. He ate people. And I hope that we can all agree that's not a good thing. So that guy, we could call him infamous. We could call him notorious. They're basically synonyms. All right, the next one, let me get it on the screen here. Barren, empty, barren. Maybe yesterday it wasn't too bad, but could have had a storm. And a lot of times when there is a storm, if you go into the bread, milk aisle, in a grocery store, those things are going to be barren. They are going to be empty. If you look at the picture there, that looks like a stretch of barren land. Not a lot there except some dirt. The next one, and I got a sentence for you here. A couple of them, actually. But the next one is hypothermia. Make a little bigger here. Hypothermia. Dangerously low body temperature. The mountain climber was suffering from hypothermia because he hadn't dressed warmly enough. Hypothermia. That is when the body temperature goes down dangerously low, like possibly even dying. So hypo means below. If you look right at the bottom there, hypo means below. So a, a hypodermic needle is a more needle talk. Sorry, is a needle that goes below the skin. Derm, derma. Anytime you see that derma, derm, think skin. So a dermatologist, what do they do? They try to help people who have problems with their skin, hypodermia. 
Uh, another part of that word, hypothermia, therm means heat. So think about thermal underwear. If you ever go out into the woods in the winter, maybe you're hunting, you definitely want to put on your thermal underwear. They are going to keep you warm. Thermal. Uh, thermometer. Thermometer. That measures the heat of someone's body. Thermometer. And I think we got the last one here. Let's make it bigger. Cohorts. I, I think it sounds bad. It doesn't actually have to be bad. But cohorts. A group of people banded together or treated as a group. Now, sometimes, like in school, whatever, other teachers will refer to, like, people who teach the same subject as, like, their cohort group. I just always think of, like, cohorts as, like, a gang, like a group of people that are out to do bad. That's just me. I think the connotation is bad. But sometimes it can be used in a good way. Like, when you get into college, if you choose to go, when you get into college, your cohort group could be just the group that you're studying with. Doesn't have to be bad. All right. Hopefully that helps. Hopefully you learn uh, a little bit more about the English language there with the learning more about the English language with Latin and Greek roots. I don't know if that makes any sense, but all right. If you're looking for more slightly faster English lessons, there's another one right up there. Thanks so much for watching. See you next time.